This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. What is up, everyone? Welcome to The 20 Podcast, brought to you by BeatSource. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ that's right. What is going on? Thank you guys for tuning in week after week. We're on episode 130. We're about three years deep. I mean, we must be right around our three-year anniversary, so it's just pretty mind-blowing to me. We started uh, October 2019, and we're still doing it and couldn't be doing it without you guys, the listeners. So thank you. Thank you to everyone coming out to my gigs and stuff. I will be in Dallas uh, on October 28th and the 29th, two different places. Check my site, my IG for more info. I'll be out in Nashville and Vegas and uh, a bunch of places. So thank you to everyone coming through to the gigs and supporting and all that stuff. Make sure you hit my Instagram at DJ Spider, DJ S-P-I-D-E-R. Get all the info on there, guys, and uh, build up my TikTok and all that stuff. Hit me. Uh, make sure you rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Thank you guys for spreading the word and listening, watching. Really appreciate it. Um, and um, you guys, got to tell you about our guest. We got an amazing guest, as we always do every week, week after week. We bring it. We bring you the greatest people for you to learn from, to be inspired from. And this is no different. On today's show, we've got someone that took their dreams and made it a reality, literally. I mean, the way he tells this story is incredible, and it's it's going to be inspirational to everyone listening. There's no question about it. He's the new full-time DJ every single morning, 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. on Big Boy's Neighborhood, which is one of the biggest radio shows in all of morning radio nationwide. It's a legendary show in the Los Angeles radio uh, market where I grew up listening to it, and so did everybody else, and Big Boy himself is a legend. Um, so he just started on there a few months ago. Uh, the story of how he got there, like I said, is incredible. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. And uh, he's not only that, he's one of the dopest all-around technical DJs. And he's really dope at mixing. He's really dope at everything else. But, man, his technical skills are next level. And he makes it look so easy. Like, uh, you you know, I'm sure if you see his videos online, you would agree. Um, he also is um, really dope at doing remixes and edits. Uh, does them for DJ City, as long as 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 long as as well as he does the new and notable mix for DJ City, which is all the new music that comes out. He mixes it together in a quick mix style. Shows you what's up. Uh, we discuss his passion for music production, which is already taking him places and is going to take him so many more uh, in the future. We t- discuss his goals for that um, and so much more. So please welcome to the show. DJ Quest. We have got DJ Quest on the podcast. Make some noise. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for coming. Uh, thank you for not taking a nap right now. And uh, <laughs> the couches look real comfy outside. I know. I know you're you're being tempted to go because. Yeah, your new position as the full-time DJ on Big Boy's Neighborhood. Yeah, such a um, blessing. Yeah, on 92.3 in L.A., you know, one of the biggest morning shows in radio history, yeah. I mean, I think, right? Yeah, I grew up idolizing right. that morning show. So, amazing. Congratulations to Thank you. Thank you so much. Such a huge accomplishment, and, um, you know, we were talking earlier, and I was like, who were the other two DJs before you? And there's only been two. It's E-Man and Vic, and, like... Two of the most 
insanely dope DJs, you know? Yeah. So for you to be in that lineage, I feel like it's only right and it's so cool and I'm so happy for you. It's a blessing. It's, you know, yeah, to be number three and over a span of what, like 20 plus years? Yeah, I mean, Crazy. I must have been, an, I'm old, you know, we talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I must have been, you know, high school, I don't know, listening to E-Man, or I don't know how old, but a long time ago, 20 years ago or something, right? Like, listen to E-Man. <laughs> Uh, cut it up and just being so perfect. I was telling you how the first time I met him, I was like, yo, man, like, I don't know what I said exactly, but something just about like, I don't think I'll ever be as perfect, you know, as you on cutting and mixing and blending. And, you know, you sound like a machine, but like in a good way, you know, it's yeah, incredible. Yeah. He's, he, his mixing, when I uh, first started DJing, I used to listen all the time to Big Boy's Neighborhood. Yeah. And his Same. mixing was uh, one of the things that I always noticed. I always was like, I need a perfect mixing yeah not scratching because a lot of you know a lot of right. djs that want to be dope they just want to cut and like perfect cutting and that's yeah. cool and everything right but his mixing was key yeah super dope super clever so like true. he would do clever wordplay uh routines on air yeah. and it's just that's what i would notice because i remember it was even the vinyl days and i would like we would try to adjust the mixes by like holding the middle of the turntable or touching the side yeah. <laughs> mine would always have those moments of like going in and out of being right and his were so spot on that i was like how are you doing that man he's a wizard yeah pre-sync you know mode or any of that yeah. stuff so that's incredible well congrats and then um i know you know it's so it's it's every morning on 92.3 um in la but it's also syndicated yeah as well. syndicated nationwide yeah. and it's 7 a.m to 11 a.m yeah so Five Four to hour. eleven, but then we're on seven to eleven. Yeah, it's five to eleven. The show. Yeah, you guys are on seven, seven to eleven, 11 mixing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, that's crazy. So, yeah. are you used to getting up that early or no. living that morning life? Sometimes people come on and they're like, "Look, I've been in radio forever. I was on, I was getting up that early." Or I'm a morning person, yeah. but I know I'm not a morning person. That sounds like the hardest thing of my life. So, yeah, how is it for you? <laughs> I am absolutely not a morning. <laughs> I mean, I'm converting now. Yes, but you have to. I was so used to just staying up, doing work at night. I feel like yes. I work better at night. I get more creative, inspired at night. Yeah. So the time that I'm waking up now, that's the time that I would be going to sleep. <laughs> oh my God. So my body's still like, hey, what's going on? Or, yeah. or, you know, I'll try to go to bed early and my brain's like, hey, it's not time to go to bed yet. What are you doing? Right. And it I just, just have to like wrong. force myself to go to bed. And How I'll long? still wake up tired. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. It's like I don't know. Do you drink coffee or anything? Not at all. R have you tried? Maybe you need to. So I tried <laughs> drinking trying to coffee. Get you addicted to things, I, I tried when I was younger, and it just makes me really like anxious and antsy. And that's true. I feel like I would rather be tired than thinking I'm having a heart attack on that's uh, true. Mid set. That's true. Okay. <laughs> I know that's excessive, <laughs> but I get like yeah. super antsy. I, no, I can't no, drink Red sense. Bull. I can't. Same. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what? How long has it been going on? Like, how long have you been on the schedule? I started in June. Okay. Uh, so All right, what, so you've had like a few three, months. Four of months. It. Yeah. Oh man, your body really needs to. Be yeah. <laughs> let you catch up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So every day, and then so you really must cherish uh, Saturday and Sunday now. I do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've started actually because this year I've been really busy. And I was working Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sundays, you know, DJing. Yeah. And now I'm very like, nope, I'm DJing one night a week. That's what I was going to say. Are you that. taking a weekend gig at this point? I'm taking one night 
at most. Right. And then sometimes I'll even take the whole weekend. It's, it's, you know. Wow. How does it feel though to be done at 11 a.m.? Like before noon, you've just DJed a four hour set yeah, to millions of people. It's amazing. That's you get to go home and take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah your son isn't even out of school exactly. yet. Exactly. You're so just it's, like, okay. It's like, it kind of works out because I get home in time to take like a two hour nap and then go, and then pick, go pick up, pick him up. And then it's kind of like, oh, I still have the rest of my day. Yes. It's perfect. That actually is it's really It's kind good. of a blessing. Yeah. Because you know? we were talking, you, you have a nine year old son, right? I do. I, I got do. a nine. He'll be 10 probably when this episode comes out. But DJ dad life, shout to all the DJ yeah, parents man. out there. Um, holding it down. It's hard, you it know. Is. We had Lady Shaw a couple weeks ago. She's a DJ mom, you know, like that's hard. That seems almost harder in a way, like or more is expected of them, yeah. you know. Um, it's tough. It's tough we at to least make get time to be like, all right, we'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I do. I'll be like, all right, I'll see you yeah. tomorrow, pretty much. Like right. when I'm DJing on a weekend. Yeah. See you tomorrow. Right. And yeah. But it's that's it's crazy. a blessing though, also. Yeah. It's nice to uh, you know, come home and have somebody that looks up to you and oh my god yeah it's the best i love being a dad like you know does your son want to dj or at all or? absolutely not i'm saying i've, I've, absolutely I've, not. I've <laughs> asked him so many times and Me like too. and like we were talking about earlier like how the influences are and, and he got yeah. super into marshmallow and uh so i bought him a, the marshmallow there helmet and he was like imitating djing and i i like this is when he was at the peak of like i'm into marshmallow and i asked him do you want to be a dj nope right I was like, <sighs> that's so funny Come on, man. <laughs> but it is what it is, you know? Right. I mean, yeah, they're into what they're into. Yeah. And the same way we're into what we're into, you know? Exactly. I mean, it's not yeah, like my yeah, dad yeah. was a DJ, so. Same, yes. I, you know, it's very, my my life is so different from what my parents were doing in a way. So yeah. it has some similarities, but like not, definitely not. So, yeah, same thing. And I said later, I'm like, look, you're going to. You're gonna have to get some kind of job to make extra money later, so you you might want to do this one. It's kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> we'll easy see. easy yeah. money and right? good money. Yeah, we can teach if you you're the good, basics. Of course. But I know you see those kids like they're posting on DJ City's Instagram. They're like eight years old doing insane things. I'm like, Bro, no, my kid's not doing that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> back we only had a track. Back yeah. Then he was, you know, he, yeah. And even then, you were amazed. Like, oh yeah. And now you have little six year olds, seven year olds. Just yeah. killing it, right? Doing stuff that I, a lot of DJs that I know can't do. Oh yeah, I know. It's because they've learned in such a yeah. different way. That's crazy. So, so speaking of uh, coming up and learning, like, how did you? You know, I want to talk about you know the way you came up learning to DJ and then your path into where you are today with radio. But um, where did you grow up and how did you get into DJing? So I grew up in Orange County, okay, Tustin to be exact. Okay, Tustin. <clears throat> I had. No DJ friends, no, you know, but I grew up always listening to music. Okay. I loved hip-hop since I was a kid. I used to love Eminem, like, back in 2000 through 2003. Yeah. Had my hair dyed blonde, so I was, <laughs> like, super into, you know, 50 Cent, Dr. Yeah. Dre, all of, of that. So I was really into music growing up. Mm -hmm. Then in high school, I got really into, like, hip-hop, hip-hop. Right. More so East Coast hip-hop. Like, old school kind of. Yeah, like, you know, the tribe called Quest, Big L, Biggie, Big Daddy Kane. And for somebody my age, that's not really a common right, thing. Right, you're saying you're 28 years old. Yeah. So, so it is always interesting to me, like, how people get into that music that I, in a way, grew up on. Or I had to learn from, some of it was old school to me, but yeah. a lot of it was, like, at the time. And so I wonder, like, how people your age, you know, get into that. 
well, it's funny. I, again, the, I, I was saying how my son got into certain things because of video games. Yeah. I got into like the East Coast hip hop because of NBA Street Volume Two. Oh, they had a that's a, so interesting. What was it? Wow. A Chief Rocka. Yeah, and they had Troy, Pete Rock, and Seal Smooth. Yeah, I was like these two songs, like the beats alone. I was like these are two of the best produced songs I've ever heard. Right, and just from there it took off, and I found like a whole because back then I only really listened to like the West Coast stuff. Right, I wasn't exposed to East Coast music. Yeah, and then it just like I fell in love with like the premiere and, and right. the Gangstar and, and so dope. It was yeah, man. The drums I feel like is just so different. It's you know? different, and then just like the sampling out there is a lot different too. Yeah, like the melodies and the the little samples that they take. It's just right. I I, I felt like I felt like I fell in love with hip-hop again yeah like in a different I, I don't way, only right. have this now i got this over yeah. here that's super dope as well yeah and then that kind of brought me closer to to music that's so cool right and then you start learning about the sampling and jazz and yeah. funk and all the things behind it and um that's the beauty of hip-hop and 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 delving into the old school sides of hip-hop i guess you know mm-hmm. yeah um and so so you got so you had no DJ friends. Like, how did you get into DJing after <laughs> you, just listening to music? You you're know? gonna laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so one summer, I was uh, working at the swap meet. Yeah, uh, just trying to make, like you said, some extra money. Right. And one of my mom's friends, um, she had a, a son about my age, and she had just bought him like a DJ controller. Right. Um. So my mom was like, "Why don't you become a DJ?" And I didn't have the first clue about DJing. Yeah. I knew who, like, Jazzy Jeff was because of Fresh Prince. Right. But I didn't really know DJing much. Um, so I actually owned DJ Hero. Oh, yes. And I loved it. Yeah. I loved, like, you know, the, the, the cuts and the blends and all that. So one day I'm on YouTube and I'm, like, looking stuff up and I fall down a rabbit hole and I stumble upon dj blakey he created a lot of the routines for the game right and he um there was a mashup that he did i think it was like the funk and like a odb track and he did it live okay and i was hooked wow i was like where did you see like a video of him yeah yeah, it was on youtube right he's amazing you know he works for serato yeah and he's the serato i think uk rep as well as he did all the cuts in the spider-man movie um the the multiverse one right yeah so they took the music from the composer and he's doing cuts and he's scratching it up and so dope such a such a genius and he's been doing cool new even tutorial videos i've been seeing on tiktok lately of just like I bet you didn't know this about Serato or something like that. And there was a couple of things I was like, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a genius. And yeah, and he's so ill, like he's, so clean and perfect on the he's, cut. Oh man, he's a beast. Right. And when I like when I saw that, I just I fell in love with it, and I told I was like, I have to learn how to do that. That's so cool. And uh, have you do you know him? Have you ever been in touch with him? Or? I actually met him at Nam. Oh, dope! This got, last year, I met him. I think it was twenty nineteen. Oh, okay. And I got I got to tell him. I was gonna say, does yeah, he know? Man, That's I, so cool. Like the first thing, uh, I don't get starstruck very easily. Like, and with him, I was like, 
Right. Like, well, when it's someone that's so special yeah. that you looked at in such a way, I totally understand. I, I, I told him, I was like, you're the reason why I started DJing. And I explained to him, like, the game. Because what are the odds of that? Like, everybody usually, yeah. like, they know somebody, a family member, a friend. Right. I just got into it because of a video game and, yeah. and you know, doing a little bit of, of research on YouTube. And, and you know, he loved it. And he, you know, we took a picture. He actually gave me his, his uh, like, business card. He's like, hit me up. Or, like, the Serato yeah. one. And he's like, you know, hit me up if you ever are you ever, you ever in the UK. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was like, that's so cool. This is so dope, super wow. dope. Okay, amazing. So, so you kind of, and then what equipment did you get, or how did you then just start <laughs> DJing? Actually, so I pretty much failed, and because I knew again, I knew nothing. So I got a controller. Okay, and it was, uh, I think it was like American Audio VMS4, if I'm correct. Okay. Um, and this so is what, like 10 years ago? 2010. Okay. So 12, yeah, 12, 12 years, years ago. ago. Okay. I think 12 years ago this month, actually. Look so how much you've progressed. <laughs> so, yeah, so I got that That's controller. Crazy. and I think I, I've gotten worse since 12 years ago. <laughs> no, uh, I learned fairly quickly that I could not do, like, the things that I wa- wanted to do on With a that controller. Equipment. Yeah. yeah, and we're not talking about, like, even, I know that now we have, like, the Rev 7, but, you know, mm-hmm. like, now what is it the srt a thousand even though it's not like a splint uh spinning platter right it's still like a like a cdj yeah back then the little platters they were small they were you know right. you're just like okay yeah. here we go so little you know silver. i, I kind of took the l on that but i used that to learn how to mix well okay you know i i, I didn't i well yeah it played into your mixing which is what you want to do you know exactly. eventually with the e-man thing anyway yeah. so everything happens for a reason yeah <laughs> that's Funny cool enough. okay so you started off on that controller i don't even know what that one is yeah but, um so, you got to start somewhere and then just sort of started to learn and realize you wanted to level up in certain ways and you had to save up for other equipment and stuff yeah so what i actually did because thankfully that controller had the option to like add a turntable to it and then oh, you can control so you could use it as a mixer yeah but at the t- so that controller was only for virtual dj oh not serato got it so i was stuck using virtual dj yeah but thankfully i could like i said connect a turntable to it so i had one turntable and that's how i started learning like the the not to scratch but just kind of how to mix with a turntable that's actually spinning and right i think i had like a newmark belt drive you know terrible yeah. turntable but got the job done and right it taught me the basics of, yeah. of mixing right crazy so cool and then so then how did you level up to like get to the point where you could practice scratching because like your scratches <clears throat> are some of the cleanest and dopest i've heard like thank you thank around you so period you know like you you're you're so you make it look very easy you know you you seem real chill in your videos and just your technical ability, like, I think someone that doesn't know might look and just go, oh, yeah, he's good. But, like, people that do know are like, holy shit, he's make, doing all these different techniques and it's, you know, coming so, off real clean and good. Uh, around the area where I live, there was a pawn shop. And uh, for some reason, to this day, I'm very, I'm a very curious person. Like, I like to go and explore and see what I can find. Yeah. So I would go and check this pawn shop out from time to time. And I saw that they had a mixer, and I still didn't know anything about mixers. The only the only mixer that I knew, I think, was the fifty six at the time. I don't okay. even think the fifty seven was out. Right. Um. So I saw this. It, it was a Vestax 
PMC03. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't even have a cut. It was just, like, a, a straight, like, mix fader. Right, okay. Um, so I was like, how much? <laughs> I think they were like, oh, 20 bucks. I was like, cool. Boom. Took the mixer home. Now I got to find a Serato box. You know, right. at the time, uh, we didn't have the mixers with the built-in yeah. Serato. And the only one was the 57. So I, you know, went on Craigslist and I struggled and struggled. And finally I got one. Because at the time, they were selling them for like 400 bucks. Something right. outrageous. Yeah, yeah, they were a lot. So I found one for like 150 bucks because that's what I could afford at the time. And I bought it. And, um, yeah, it just started from there. It, wow. It, it, um, I remember I wouldn't even practice like a, cer- a certain scratch pattern. I would just like tap the fader and try to make noise. Right. Like I didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I mean, I remember learning to scratch like that too. I had no DJ friends really. And there was no YouTube, but I would just, yeah, try to make sounds, anything just to figure it out. Yeah. Totally with Shirley, I learned how to do this and that and what was happening. So that's a good way. Good way to do it. And then what would you watch like videos of people or, <clears throat> I mean, cause you definitely have a lot of techniques where you're like, Oh shit, what he's doing this into this into this. Yeah. So, um, one of the, so I stumbled upon again, like rabbit hole. I stumbled upon a DMC set by DJ Scully from the UK. Oh, okay. And again, I was that like motivated me again. Like this yeah. is so dope. I want to, I want to do this. I want to like be a hip hop DJ. Cause yeah. at the time, like, you know, we had like the LMFAO, it was more like up tempo EDM stuff. Yeah. Um, so that made, that kind of like put a spark under me and I was like, all right, I need to focus on like hip hop and I want to learn how to scratch right. properly. So I went to Samash and I bought like this new, uh, I think it was like a Stanton mixer. All I wanted was a mixer that had a cut. I didn't care what brand it was. So, I got this Stanton mixer, which I still have to this day. I don't, that was the mixer I learned all my scratch uh, yeah. techniques on or patterns. And I stumbled on DJ Angelo. Oh, okay. And so <clears throat> I watched his videos, like how to chirp, how to transform, how to crab, how to, you know, boomerang, flare. And I would dissect those videos and just practice for right. hours and hours and hours until I got a pattern down properly. Right. Dope. And <laughs> that's how you have to do it. Yeah, you know, like, there's no way around it. No, people just ask muscle memory, practice, mm-hmm. time. There's no shortcut at all. Yeah, no, that's, that's super dope. And then, so then did you start to develop like goals of like what you wanted to do with the DJing or go to clubs or be on the radio or like, so look around, up to different DJs. Yeah. So around this time, this was maybe like 2011. I kind of, cause I started late 2010. Yeah. So I kind of picked everything up quickly. Yeah. Um, so this is like 2011 at the time I was, I was helping my mom clean houses. So we would drive around the city and of course big boys neighborhood. Yeah. So I would tune in every day. That's what was on listening to E-Man, listening to Big, and I was just like, man, this is so dope, so, so dope that a DJ is, you know, providing the soundtrack to one of the biggest morning shows in the country. Right. You know, it's not like a normal talk show where it's just dead air and just a person talking. So I just kind of, like, dissected his mixing, and then as soon as we would finish working, I would go straight home, and I would uh, pretend like I was on air. (laughs) I... uh, I would sometimes even like record the radio and rip like sweepers 
right to you know load into the sampler and just like pretend like i'm mixing on air put a instrumental yeah hit a sweeper just to kind of like oh, i'm on air right a- and i would record my sets so i can you know see how i what i needed to work on yeah like you know did i mix this in properly did i uh you know scratch this in uh the right way and yeah man that's crazy that's nuts that you were thinking like that back then <clears throat> and yeah. listening to the radio like that I, I was I fell in love with it. I knew uh, that I wanted to be a full time on air DJ. Right. So I you just, just sort it. of had that goal solidified in your head at yeah. that point, and uh, and then just was sort of on your journey to do that. So then, how did you? Well, before I ask this, how does your mom feel now that you're on that station? Like, it's kind of like full circle. Like yeah. even for her, because one of the things that she. Uh, knows the most or recognizes the most is the phone taps right so you know it, it's kind of crazy that's something that we shared because we were together listening to it that's together. what i'm saying it must it's be like so special. it's nuts yeah she's super stoked about it and it's it's just full circle that's crazy i couldn't you know i couldn't have ever dreamed yeah. this to happen right like we said you know it's been only two other djs yeah what are the odds that a position even opens up a lot of radio or entertainment jobs i mean not to be morbid people have to die for you to get the job yeah you know what i mean or somehow get go to another place you know that but for the most part a lot of times they're there forever you know yeah nobody wants to let go no so that's why to me like i knew i wanted to be an on-air dj full-time but I never said, like, I want to DJ for Big Boy's Neighborhood. Right. Because I never envisioned that an opening would yeah. come. So then how did what was your first experience with radio or actually any professional DJing at that, you know, even club, party, so, whatever? Okay, so I was doing house parties okay. through all of this. Yeah, okay, uh, so uh, you immediately were like, yo, I got the stuff. Let's do yeah, this. Yeah, because like I said, we homies or like, whatever. Like, yeah, like, yeah, we we didn't have any DJ friends, so I was the one right. DJ friend. Of course, and um, so I was the one to DJ the parties, and people would have kickbacks here and kickbacks there. Yeah. And at the time, like I wasn't charging money, but it was good experience to you know learn how to read a crowd and yeah. and just to go out there because I was fairly nervous to you know oh, sometimes yeah. I would have panic attacks and but I kind of learned how to power through that right. just by those early gigs, you know, like. Uh, th- that's that was my compensation. Yeah, was the experience and the learning how to get over those fears of uh, like uh, what is it, stage fright. Yeah, yeah, really good way to look at it and and explain it. Do you get like uh, that feeling before you go on the radio now? No, really. Thankfully, no. Yeah, that. Yeah, thankfully, no. no. Yeah, because I I know people that like to this day they've been DJing for like twenty years and they tell me like yeah I get nervous. Yeah, and thankfully I think I've developed like it's not that I don't care because. I know I know that but I'm just very like I know what I'm doing like right I I try to stay calm right do they give you like is it also because you're very prepared before you go in every morning in terms of like what you know you can play scratch not play or I don't know yeah I know what I can and can't do um but and how much does that change like do they tell you every morning like yo this is what's happening with the rotations or so like we you know like i'm sure every radio station we have a a mix show list that we have to kind of base our mixing off of right so i just take whatever songs we are forced to play and then i add my own little spice to everything 
I try to always, you know, change it up because yeah. especially now being on every day. Right. You know, people are going to be like, damn, he's mixing the same song with this song. And, the, you, you, and know, you have a small selection, yeah, too. Yeah. You have to be creative. Right. So I, I try my best to every day just not necessarily like come up with a wordplay routine or this or that, but just, you know, oh, how does this song blend with this song? And just try to right. mix it up, do something different. Yeah. Just to keep it fresh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, I know. I hear you're good at taking that too, and you'll take like an older one and mix it with the newer one. And um, oh, crazy! And so, so okay, so to go back, then how did you end up getting into radio? Then uh, you were doing the house parties and doing all that. How did it then eventually get to? So there was a big gap. I got on radio in 2016. Okay. Um, before 2016, I was actually featured on the Jump Off Mix. That was thanks to Fuse. Okay. Um, so I would uh. And I, both you and Fuse, just so people probably know, but if not, check out DJ City's uh, Instagram and TikTok and uh, YouTube and all their stuff. You guys both do mix series for DJ City as well, right? And Beat yeah. Source, mm-hmm. um, where he does the twenty year review, where he'll take a track from twenty years ago and then a track from now and mix them together and yeah. like relate it. And you do the new and notable ones, right? Yeah, yeah. Where you'll take all the new tracks that came out and mix them together and kind of show what could be done in like a few minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. So yeah, everyone peep that if you haven't already. Um, yeah. So so Fuse uh, <clears throat> so signed you or helped you get in. Yeah. With somebody? So. Like, let's uh, back up a yeah, little bit. But um, so I met Fuse at Power. Okay. So I actually met Louis, Louis G, mm-hmm. who I work with now, full circle. This is crazy. <laughs> so I met Louis. Um, I, d- I did a DJ battle. It was like a Dave & Buster's DJ battle. Wow. Thing. And he so happened to be there. And I was like, yo, what's up, brother? Like, you know, just, you know, said what's up, introduced crazy. myself. And uh, he invited me to uh, like a morning like sh- event that they were having at the station. Okay. Um. So I was like, of course I'll be there. Like, you know, I I want to get my foot in somehow. Yeah. So I went, and um, it wasn't really my thing, like to be in the studio, but Fuse was covering for Eman. Oh, okay. So I tweeted Fuse, and uh, he was like, oh, you know come inside and so I, I go into the mix room and i introduce myself and we meet and ever since then like he's been such a great friend yeah and he's he was like you know if you need anything like hit me up so i just started bugging him <laughs> and bugging him and i would send him demos and like you know can you get this to this person or that person or whoever can you know try to get me into the into power at the time um and at the at that time the jump off mixes were huge yeah that was what you wanted to be on right you know they had the biggest djs across the country you know they had the chris vias jay espinoza's yeah dynamics so i aimed for that i bugged and i bugged and i think it was like 2014 i finally got on the jump off mix i i accomplished that and then i was like i want more (laughs) like this isn't enough so uh, then you know, fast forward to like 2016. I'm still practicing, like to try to be on air. Um, I get an opportunity to do a guest mix for 99.1 KGI in Riverside. Mm-hmm. So I I do that mix, and the PD calls me and he's like, "This is the best mix I've had turned in." <laughs> and he's like, "Are you interested in like joining to be on air, like you know, on weekends?" 
was like, hell yeah. And wait, what was it? A contest or something? Or? No, 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 no. So at the time. You just got an opportunity to send the mix to, to the program director? Yeah. So at the time, they were doing a Tuesday guest slot at night. Oh, okay. It was like a 20-minute mix. It was a, uh, I think it was called the 820 Quick Mix. Okay. Um, so they were looking for guest DJs, and um, DJ Seth uh, hit me up. He's a homie. Right. Uh, shout out DJ Seth. Uh, he hit me up, and he's like, yo, would you be interested? I was like, hell yeah. So I. I, I did the mix and 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 yeah, um, the PD hit me up and he was like, "Hey man, I love your mix. Would you like to be on air?" And I said, "Yeah, <laughs> of course I would." So it started with like a Saturday one hour slot that turned into a Saturday two hour slot, and then I got added to the Monday uh, traffic mix okay. at five, and then yeah, I did that for what seven years, six years. Yeah. Wow. Oh, at that uh, Riverside at, at, Station. Yeah, KGGI. Okay. So you basically put in mad work, learned actually how to be on radio and what it was like. Yeah, that, that taught me how to program, how to just mix even cleaner than, than I had already practiced to be. Right. Because it's different, you know, like to, yeah. to mix at home and then to, you know, you're in a room mixing, but then you think you're like, there's people out there listening to me. Yeah. I have to be almost perfect right and especially you know how djs are we're critical of ourselves like maybe somebody else won't notice but any little thing that we mess up on we're like oh man yeah i could i (laughs) 100 percent, of course so that that taught me how to master the craft of uh djing on air right at least for that because you know djing for big boys never that's different that's yeah there's a, a lot of like, you know, talk breaks and so. And, and segments and yeah. things like that. Um, no, it's like a whole, it's like a variety show. I mean, there's just yeah. things, you know, and just working with him and his personality, I'm sure is great. Um, and so, okay. So, so then where did it go from there? Like you ended up, so you had some connection with Eddie boy or something or. Um, to, for. Oh, like from the Riverside station to like, then. Getting in with the big boy, or is that through Fuse? That was through Fuse. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that uh, that happened this year. That happened amazing. Twenty twenty two, and again, full circle. <laughs> uh, when I used to work with my mom, we used to obviously always eat breakfast together, and yeah. But we wouldn't eat healthy breakfast. We were on the go. Yeah. So our spots were like McDonald's and Del Taco. Right. So funny enough, I'm randomly. Uh, I'm like, hey, mom, let's go get some breakfast. We go to McDonald's. Yeah. It's like 10.30 in the morning. I get a call from Fuse, and I miss the call. Like, as I'm checking my phone, the call goes to voicemail, and I'm like, something's going on. Fuse just doesn't call me at 10.30 in the morning. Right. We're, we're good friends, but yeah. he just doesn't randomly call me at 10.30 in the morning. Right. So I call him back instantly, and he's like, he's like, hey, bro, like, um, you know that uh, – there was a lot of moving parts. Right. Uh, DJ Leslie was on the cruise show. Yeah. She had just left okay. the cruise show. Right. So that was going on. Fuse was announced to take over the show. Right. So Fuse calls me and he's like, hey, bro, this is uh, probably a lot to take in right now. <laughs> but there's an opening uh, for Big Boy's Neighborhood. And they asked me to do it. But. I've already committed to cruise show. So they asked me if I knew anybody <laughs> and I thought of you 
and it's incredible he's like but i wanted to call you first and just make sure he's like i know you want this but i just want to make sure before i throw your name in the hat that you can commit to it and do it yeah i was like bro no questions asked (laughs) yes like of course so he's like he's like okay cool perfect so you know we hang up and and he shoots me a text and he's like i'm gonna put you in contact uh, with the producer of the show yeah so he puts us in through text and you know he's like hey you know this is quest uh you know hit him up yeah and i i'd like respond just like hey you know thank you for the opportunity like whatever i don't get a text back and now you know i, I get anxious and i'm like right. oh, you're like oh, what's going God. on <laughs> so I, I don't get a text back until maybe like three o'clock so i've i've waited like what four or five hours now so finally get a text and uh, he was like yo can you talk you know so he called me kind of did like a quick little over the phone interview you have to keep in mind this is one of the biggest shows yeah in the country so they have to fill this quick they have to figure out what's going on yeah so he you know we do a quick little like on the phone interview he asks me what i do and i tell him and he's like okay cool send me some samples of your work so i sent him like a on-air mix that i recorded for kgi i sent him a new and notable routine i sent him a globalization mix i i um how'd you pick which ones to send <laughs> so funny <laughs> enough like scrutinizing like bro just send this one or this one <laughs> so usually for globalization i play more of a high energy set yeah. like you know more up tempo edm yeah that's not what real 92.3 plays no, no. at all it's a hip-hop station straight so up. I, I i release mixes monthly on mixcloud right i release whatever set i felt was like my favorite for the month right i'll release it the the mix i had just posted that mix that morning the mix that i posted i decided to do all hip-hop oh wow <laughs> which Cosmically i never i never happen. i never do that so i sent him that mix and he calls me back like i think it was like an hour later and he's all like hey can you come into the studio tomorrow i was like hell yeah i can come <laughs> into the studio tomorrow so i go in super nervous i'm like what's going on so and and i I go into his office and you know we're chatting he's getting to know me and um at the time a big boy was interviewing uh i think it was like a comedian or something so i'm waiting for them to be finished and then you know then they come in big comes in we meet and uh, you know he's just filling me out right i brought my bag with me i was like just in case yeah bring my gear stay ready so um he, he asked, he's like, do you have your stuff with you? I was like, I do. And he's like, all right, cool. Come over here. So uh, I go into the mix room, and we kind of did like an improv, you know, on on air set. You know, the neighborhood was still there, so, you know, it was they pretended to be on air. And I had to just pick it up without them telling me, hey, we're going to do this, 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 and this. Right. I just had to kind of like pick it up and like what do you play what do you even so put on (laughs) so in my mind because i i didn't really listen to the radio in my mind i was like okay um i know the some of these songs are the biggest songs right now i i was still at kgi so i based my list off of just a little bit yeah so i just picked like five or six songs that i knew were gonna be like a, a safe place right and i just like let them ride as much as i could because they were very like we're not gonna tell you what to do you're just gonna have to pick it up so 
I would let like two verses of a song ride and then they'll be like, oh, hey, we're going to talk here. And then just, you know, give them the instrumental. And thankfully it all worked out. That's I was amazing. super nervous. I'm sure. And not only that, there's like a, you know, there's like a mixing board inside the, the mix room. We have to switch because Big Boy's Neighborhood has, they have a, a separate studio. Okay. So we have to switch to their studio. I didn't know how to run that at the time. <laughs> right. So like the the audio super low. I'm I'm mixing through my headphones. I can't even cue because all the audio is coming to my headphones, like the the master audio. So I'm struggling. Oh, my no. needles are bouncing all over the place. I'm like, oh my god, this is <laughs> this could not happen at a worse time. But thankfully, I managed to get through it, and it all worked out. It's almost like maybe they saw you dealing with so many crazy things and they're maybe, like yeah. handling it. <laughs> yeah, man. But thankfully it all worked out. Um, they liked what I did and then they were like, okay, cool. We'll let you know. Wow. And then you just leave. Like, yeah. I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> yeah. And like for like a week, I think it was a week or two. I was just kind of, okay, what's going on? Yeah. I don't, I didn't know what was going to happen. Right. Who was DJing? <laughs> and then the producer, um, he hit me up and he's all like, hey, just be ready on this day. And then I was like, so does that mean that I'm <laughs> getting the position? <laughs> and he didn't tell me. So um, but then finally they were like, yeah, you're you're on. Come by. Like you have to be here Monday at 630 in the morning and ready to go. So you're there at 630 and you're on at seven. Yeah. Like first song, yeah, just <laughs> thrown into the fire. Like, how do you pick the first song every at, at seven? Like, do they pick it or do you pick it? Honestly, now I just like I'll just pick Be like the, yeah. the new Tiger or I'll, whatever. Like, the I new. usually go for like a throwback, like because okay. because we start right before the phone. You're tap. allowed to have throwbacks, like you can play yeah, 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 Ludacris yeah. from twenty years ago. Oh or yeah, the we, East Siders or something. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, we play like California Love. Exactly. Like all that. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll pick kind of like a not in a disrespectful way, but like a kind of like a throwaway song because I I like to yeah. I appreciate my my time on air. I like to cut it up i like to you know do certain things so yeah. I'll, I'll pick a song that i know that i don't work a lot with and then yeah. you know then we go into like the next segment and then from there i start basing my mix off of the list and just start programming the mix right oh man that's it's a lot of pressure you know like the fact that you can handle it so well is, is not only that lot. just it all happened so fast yeah it wasn't like a hey you know uh this this is going on like you know Let's, let's work at it. Let's take some time. And no, this is, I didn't even know if it was going to be official until like the Thursday before I was supposed to be on Monday. It's crazy. So I went out, bought a, I bought a new laptop separate for just a station because I didn't want to risk yeah. a crash or playing a, a, a dirty edit. Right. Nothing. I wanted to make sure I was So you up. bought a new laptop and then restarted from scratch the crate. So this is literally your radio and everything. I laptop. only have the music for the radio. I don't have oh, anything so you, else. So if you go DJ a club on Friday night. I would not take that laptop. You have a different laptop. I have a, yeah, I have like my main laptop and then the laptop I bought is specifically for radio. What, what? Is it a MacBook Pro? It's a MacBook Air. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. I'm like, nah. you could probably just do a dope Air. No, yeah, yeah. I did an Air with the M1 and it chip. Perfectly. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. A, I did like 
the most research I could with yeah. the time that I had. Right. And so the M1 MacBook Air. Of course, yeah. they just came out the M2 now, but yeah. I don't Already? know if that worked. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, man. They go there, and then yesterday, they came, I just bought this iPad, and then they just came out with the new <laughs> iPad. I was like, what? And then it comes with all That's this extra stuff. I'm like, yo, what? can I take this back? I got it like two months ago. That's how it is. I just yeah. got this watch, and then I think like the next yeah. month, they announced the new series. I know. That's the one thing I've had forever is this watch. My son's like, you got the oldest watch ever for Apple. I'm like, yeah, I'm making it work. Yeah. Saving money for your <laughs> shoes and stuff. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, wow. What a, what an incredible story. I mean, I just think that there's this running theme of like the 130 episodes we've done in the three years of people that stay ready and practice for things and take advantage of opportunities, you know, and don't second guess things and just they're there for the opportunity and they show up. It's like literally showing up is the key to so many things like on of all the successful people on these on these episodes is like you got to be ready to show up and, you know, and do things for the right reasons and practice and do all that. But when you get those opportunities, jump at it and do it because any little hesitation, you know, it could yeah. go away. I think that's literally the story of my DJ career. It's what it sounds because like. Because yeah. the, the, the jump off mix, somebody didn't turn in their mix. Right. So that's why I got the opportunity. Right. The slot for KGGI, like the guest mix, somebody yeah. didn't turn in a mix. That's why I got the opportunity. <laughs> and exactly. The and real. even the Dave Busters, you put yourself out there. You're like, sure, I'll enter yeah. this Dave and Busters DJ competition that probably other people are like, fuck that, I'm not doing that. You know, you end up doing that. The person's there. Yeah. That, Ra randomly you know it all like and even the fuse thing okay i'm gonna go i'm gonna tweet or bring in your bag to big boy or yeah you know all of it just staying ready i think is just so important and also just as cliche as it sounds like getting a goal in your head and manifesting it you know like taking like manifesting the opportunity and manifesting it happening like you were like you set your sights on something a dream and you achieved it and you even said it before you're like i I wanted to be on the jump off mix. I achieved that. Then I did this. And, you know, a lot of people ask me like, oh, what advice do you have for me to get to the next level or to DJ and do this or do that? And I'm like, I think you're thinking too broad. It's good to f have goals that are, you know, you can set like specifically. And then, then you can keep attacking the rest of the goals after that. But just focusing in on what you want to do and who you want to be, you know, and it seems like you really have done that. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah, thankfully, so I've had cool. the the right opportunities present yeah. themselves, and I've, like you said, just being ready. That's yeah. half the battle, right? And so, so um, beyond you know the radio stuff, I know you do music production. That's like a passion of yours, and something you work on a lot, right? Yeah. And so, is that something that um, you've done things with up to this point, or do you have some goals to do some stuff with that in the future? Yeah, I actually, one of my biggest, well, my, like you said, yeah. I actually really pace myself with my goals. It seems so like it. I think that's smart. A lot of people want everything, especially nowadays, everything right away, you know, or, or they just want everything. And you're like, yo, you, yeah, you know, yeah. you can have anything, but you can't have everything. <laughs> it's yeah. like kind of like. You got to work towards it. Yeah. Right now, my goal with production is I want to play a festival. And not and, yeah. And, and, so you do those EDM. I mean, sorry, EDC uh, mixes that are like EDM when yeah. when EDC comes around. I have a I have a series, and it's like your own style. Like you're taking like, you know, you stay on my mind. Think about you know, you're scratching that acapella yeah. over it, and it sounds dope. And you're bringing your style into those songs. Exactly. Yeah, I'm just like, 
I fell out of love with EDM for a really long time. Mm-hmm. I, when I first started DJing, I, I was in love with it. Right. And actually, one of the people I look up to is Dioro. Oh, yeah. I used to listen to, at the time, uh, his artist name was Tonic. His DJ name was Tonic. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So um, back in like 2010, 2011, I used to listen to his stuff. Yeah. He would like go on live streams, like on Justin TV. I think that's Twitch now, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Justin TV. Yeah. So he would he would go on there and, and we would like chat it up with him. And, wow. And I, I like really liked his style of production. I don't know why. Yeah. It was just dope to me. And then just like, you know, like I said, I kind of fell back into like the hip hop and I fell out of the EDM scene for right. a few years. And then one year, I think it was 2017. That was the first year I did the EDC mix. The first one that I started up. Yeah. Um, I was like, man, I wonder if this is like hitting right now in the clubs. And so I just, I went in and I, I did a little bit of research and it happened to be EDC weekend, so I was like, "Oh, okay. Let me let me let me download some songs." And and so I put out that mix, right? And then I started playing EDM at my gigs. And at the time, EDM wasn't really like a thing in the clubs. It was more, you know, hip hop. It was, yeah. I think like Drake was hitting really hard at the time. Um, yeah. So I just started playing EDM, and the crowd liked it, right? And you you know how it is, like. People like now on Twitter, there's so many arguments about what not to play, what doesn't work, yeah. what does work. I don't a- listen a- to that. A- yeah, me neither. <laughs> and at the time, like that was the thing, like EDM wasn't in. Right. So, and it worked for me. <laughs> yeah. So um, I actually produced a little bit back in like 2011, 2012. Oh, okay. Um, and I just, I, I couldn't stick with it. I, I I was using Reason at the time. Yeah. And I think that's maybe why I, I stopped. Cause I couldn't really learn the program. I felt like it was, it just wasn't for me. Mm. Um, so then, you know, fast forward, I fall in love again with EDM. I'm listening, uh, listening to it consistently. And then 2020 hits the pandemic. Yeah. So at the time I'm caregiving and I have a lot of downtime. So, uh, I see that Ableton has like a 90 day trial because of COVID. They're like, instead of 30 days, we're doing 90 oh, days. Okay. So I was like, I think this is the time to maybe do something with that. Yeah. So I downloaded the trial. Um, I messed around with a, a remix, and um, it actually wasn't bad. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, like, I actually enjoyed that. Right. So I started, you know, because I, I would still make edits on a different program, but it's not the same. Like, just making a, a, a little, like, acapella edit or something like yeah. that. So just little by little during the pandemic, I started like getting addicted, addicted to production and learning, you know, uh, like what key goes with, you know, the keys and this and that and, and what what acapella works with this. And and um, one of the things that I did that's now it's a big deal, but I um, I think it was a uh, Awa by J Balvin. Yeah. And Tiny. So I took that acapella and uh i used to dig through like blog edm blog sites mm-hmm. and i don't like to play the same stuff that other people play right and i know a lot of djs aren't going to dig that far deep into like a blog so i found this this track um like a house track tech house and i just made this edit right 
And I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, you know, it's a reggaeton with, with house. Like, it sounds dope to me, so I'm going to do it. I, I did it, and um, I get a message on Instagram, and it's a, it's a picture, and it's Diplo's Revolution. Oh, yeah. And my edits being played on there. And I was like. Just not even by a DJ, just like on the just, station. It's on rotation. Right. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I freaked out. I was like, there's no way. Like, this is Diplo. This is Diplo is Diplo. He's a legend. Right. Yeah. So I kind of freak out. I texted like Phenom, Danny, Eddie, and everybody's like, that's this is super dope. Yeah. So then, you know, Diplo's playing it in his sets and that motivated me even more. And that yeah. was just an edit. That wasn't even right. like you know But it was still your uh, musical idea. Yeah, so <clears throat> I, I, you know, I'm keeping at it, and then Bad Bunny drops Dakiti. Yeah. So that weekend, when he dropped Dakiti, you know, I do the new Notable, so I had the list that was on the list. Yeah. I went to Mexico. I usually always take my laptop with me everywhere. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I didn't take my laptop with me. <laughs> All I could think about that weekend was that melody. Right. That melody was stuck in my head all weekend. Right. As soon as I got home, I started working on a remix. Not an edit. I, I did a remix. Like a real remix. Yeah, and I, I finished it maybe like three days, two, three days. Wow. Um, same thing. Yeah, crazy. On Diplo's Revolution. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. On rotation. And this one's, it's different because now it's my production. And where'd you put it on DJ City or how did they yeah, yeah, get yeah. it? Yeah, oh, okay. it was on, went up on DJ City. And mind you, this was the biggest song at the time. So there was like a million, a remixes, million remixes. And I know, yeah. and I know on DJ City, there was still a big song. There was <laughs> quite a few remixes. Yeah. Um, I put it out like on YouTube and SoundCloud and stuff like that. So yeah, it gets played on Diplo's Revolution Crazy. on rotation. And then. He's playing it in his mix on the records on records mix that he has. Yeah. And time goes by at the, this is 20, yeah, 20, 2020. Yeah. Okay. So the world's still kind of pandemic. The, the, the world's still closed. Yeah. Um. So the next year, you know, like you said, the song's still big. Uh, he starts playing it like live. Uh, I, I think the first time that I saw it, it was like at a excess. Diplo was dropping it. Diplo in his was sets. playing yeah. it live. Yeah. In his sets. He played it like at excess. And I was like, that's super dope. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I was like, imagine if you played it at a festival. Right. So he plays it at a festival at, somewhere in the Midwest. I don't remember wow. where it was. I was in Texas at the time. And I was I was with the homie, uh, Jay Savez. Shout out Jay Savez. <laughs> um, and I was like, bro, we had just gotten done doing a gig. Yeah. Um, and... I'm like, Dibble just played my remix at this festival. And it wasn't streamed or anything. So I had, a, like, I went and yeah, like, I, you know? I looked through the hashtags. I looked through, like, you know, people uh, through his account, like, to see if he, like, reposted people. I found somebody that recorded it. Nice. So I have the video. Yeah, it was super dope. And I was like, man, this is awesome. Crazy. So then time passes on. I'm still I'm still doing production, you know. Yeah. Um, but then uh, EDC comes around. They postponed it from May to October right. last year, 2021. Yeah. So uh, I was 
watching it live. Uh, I watched a few sets, and then I'm right, watching right. Diplo, and he hits my remix. Oh my god! At EDC, crazy nuts. Such a dope I, feeling. I teared up. I was like, "This is crazy," because like, you know, I didn't produce forever. I had literally just started producing. I started right. producing in like May of 2020. Yeah, I made that remix in October of 2020. Right. So it had only been like five, six months. Yeah. What are the odds of yeah. that? Crazy. Just <laughs> like I said, it's just I wanted it. I wanted it. I wanted yeah. to to be good at it and. Yeah, right. man, this is dope. such a dope feeling. I need to hear that remix. I don't know if I have it. <laughs> I gotta, uh, I gotta peep it. That's that's super dope. So then, so basically, you've played at these things through Diplo, and now you yeah. just have to get to the point where you're gonna put your music out and then exactly. play there. So yeah, what's what's next for the production stuff? Like, what are you working on on that front? So for a little bit. So when I got onto Big Boys Neighborhood, I kind of took a step back from it because mm-hmm. I was like, I need to focus on on this now that i'm adjusted i've gotten back into it um and i'm just i'm really everybody's like falling into the tech house right you know and i'm more of a like i said i don't want to play i mean of course i'll play you want to be different but exactly i want to stand out a little bit so now my production i'm trying to go back to more like the melbourne bounce like dioro right sound yeah because i i love that sound i, I you know it's i true. grew up in my dj career loving right. dioro before he was dioro yeah so i take inspiration from that and now i'm just continuing to make remixes and and uh, not so many edits anymore i'm more like uh we just did a halloween uh drop and i did a goosebumps uh remix I did like a, a moonbaton for big boys for dj city oh for dj yeah, city yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so i'm trying to uh stay busy on that front right uh, consistency is key right um yeah so what what's your deal with dj city you basically do edits and remixes and put them up there you do the new and notable mix yeah. is that kind of your yeah, yeah, yeah. your main roles there mm-hmm. yeah that's what i'm doing dope and do you have a certain amount of remixes or edits that you put up there or um just Bef- send it to him whenever before i joined the show because like you know we have like our 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 meetings and all that yeah i can't attend those meetings anymore right unfortunately because they're all there we have those meetings during the time that i'm on air oh right so now it's just more of a i'll make something and i'll send it in and yeah if it gets approved it gets approved right. part of the fam we yeah. were saying it's how it's so dope so many so many people from the dj city family are now in like big positions yeah. in radio like killing it Taking over. Yeah. Love it. DJ City, DJ City baby. Beat source. <laughs> um, crazy. Oh, man. And um, and do you have, like, a long commute? Like, where do you... Because you have to come to the station every day, right? <laughs> so I live in Orange County. You live in Orange County. Yeah, and I have to drive to Where's Burbank. Where's the state? I was going to say it's in Burbank. It's in Burbank, yeah. So I have... Oh, my God. So without traffic, it's like a 45-minute commute. Got to sleep in the cars. <laughs> Yeah, without traffic, 45 minutes. But with traffic, it's like two hours. It, it, it like, thankfully, like, that's when t- traffic's barely starting up. Yeah, but it's early, cr- right? But so it's you get crazy to think that, like, I leave my house at 530 and I'm already catching traffic. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. And I guess at least you're off at 11, so it's that good in between time you kind of yeah. avoid. But It's damn. not too bad, but yeah. it's still like, come on. Right. It's too early for this. Would you ever move? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, you, you, you're settled. I feel like... 
I feel like I would have been a little more intimidated, but Louis also actually lives in the OC. Oh, so, so that like, so that kind of yeah. If he could do it, I'm like I could do it. Right. So yeah, yeah. I mean, gives you some time to relax here, listen to I don't know, not listen to things or listen to things. No, practice. you'd be surprised because uh, one of the things that I love to do is I like to record my DJ sets. Okay. Like when I'm at a club or a bar yeah. or wherever, yeah, me too. And then listen I record. Back. It doesn't matter where I'm at. I try to record it Same. and then. I listen back and it helps so much because you don't realize when you're in the moment or you're queuing up something else later, I hear it back. And I go, oh, I should have done that. Or I could have cut it there. I should have done this. Or I could have played this song that I didn't play all night. Yeah. Like, you know, when you get but your brain the next day can like come up with it rather than in the heat of the moment. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I take that, like I take that commute as like a learning, you know, time, yeah. learning time. Totally. I can, I can listen to my, my mixes or, you know, Whenever I record, like for global, I'll, I'll listen to those mixes and just make right. sure that everything's good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. Sometimes I don't mind, you know, having a like a commute like that. But but every day it is. Uh, yeah, it does a, sound crazy. <laughs> it is, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I, say I wake up tired and I'm like, yeah, oh, man, gotta go. But it gives so, you that time to wake up. Yeah. Um, yes and no. Because, you know, <laughs> I don't drink coffee, so like right. sometimes I'm like you know, falling, falling, <laughs> falling in and out of sleep. sleep. But you know, when I get there, it's such a positive atmosphere yeah. that it's like you instantly wake up, you're having right. fun, and then when you leave, I leave on such like a like a happy high. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's it, so cool. I didn't think about that. I mean, yeah. Big Boy himself is such an amazing massive force you know to be yeah. reckoned with of just and he, like you said positive energy just, and yeah, positivity radiates. and and inspiration and fun and music and all of yeah. that right he and radiates he, and it. he just makes you want to be better he makes yeah. you want to you know like he's such a positive person that it just it rubs off on you right and you just like it you carry it with you and it's such a dope feeling it doesn't yeah. even it, this isn't work to me right you know what i mean like yeah. I, I feel like the commute is more work than totally. than me being there DJing. Yeah, that makes sense. Like the programming, all that. I it, it it can be tough, right? But at the same time, it's so easy. It's it's you know, it, yeah, super dope. That's amazing. Um, well, dope, man. Thank you for coming on the show. Um, Appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Is there any? Uh, I guess do you have any other things you want to discuss, or if not, you have any last words for the DJs out there listening that I'm sure are inspired by you? Man, one of the things that, <clears throat> and I used to be the same way. I used to, yeah. I used to hit up like Fuse. I right, up to yeah. Fuse any words of so advice? Much. Or, yeah. Um, I used to hit up Fuse and be like, hey, bro, like, you know. How can I do this? How can I get a gig here? Right. How can I? And honestly, one of the biggest mistakes that I would make at the time, because at the time I was like 19, 20 years old. Yeah. I would, you know, kind of see, I would be like, why don't I have that? But then like these, these older, like they were older cats, you know, like, you know, Chris Villa is another one that yeah. I really like. I've loved his, his work, his, his cuts, his everything. And I would be like, man, like, why can't I be like that? Or why can't? And then I don't even realize, I didn't realize at the time that, like, the age difference, that they, right. they've already put in the work. They've already, you know, gone through what, I'm, what I was currently going through. Yes. Like, the one thing that people ask me is, like, how? How do you do it? How do you get on here? How do you learn how to cut? People hit me up and they'll be, because uh, I, I like to post scratch videos. Yeah. So um, people will hit me up 
directly and they'll be like, hey, how did you do that cut? And I always remember like the people that took time to to show me things or so if I can, I'll like try to record a video and like respond back to them and and be like, hey, like this is how you break it down or whatever. But the one thing is you can't rush this. Yeah. You have to like, I know it sucks. There was so many times where I wanted to quit where I was like, man, this isn't. This isn't going to pan out. Right. And, and and I and I knew that I was a good DJ and I was like, but I'm not getting booked anywhere. I'm not. But right. you just can't rush it. Like when it's your time, that's you'll know. It's so, so true. Like those are like the wisest words and the truest words and that have applied to my career as well as every other DJ, successful DJ I know. Yeah. You just have to be patient and like stay ready. Yeah. Because that's exactly... You know, I was like that for a long time. Yeah, I was on KGGI, but I wasn't really doing much outside of that. Right. You know, everything kind of piled up yeah. once I, you know, like I came here to to join DJ City. Yeah. And then that's how the globalization opportunity presented itself. I was here. Right. You know what I mean? Drew, uh, DJ Drew was coming off of a slot. I happened to be in the hallway. Oh, crazy. And it just passed up, passed up to me. Right. Like. You just have to be ready. They were, they were. I think it was like a Tuesday, and they were like, "Can you have a mix by tomorrow?" I was like, "I'll have a mix tonight." Right. And that just shows, though, the fact that you have the ability to even say, "Yes, I'll have a mix by tonight," confidently and do it. You had put in all that work to get to that point, you know. And that's the thing is that the people that want the instant thing, okay, they got that instant opportunity. But if they're not ready for it, then you just kind of look stupid or you blow the opportunity. Yeah, and I think a, a like. You know, when when you're younger or when you're just starting up, I feel like you know you. I, I understand you want it. Of you you want to be big. You want to. You want to. You want to headline shows, but because I was that kid, I I yeah. wanted to to like rush everything. I wanted to to be on top of the world. I don't think I would have been ready back then when uh, I yeah, wanted it. I agree. Like now, the the timing of this, I feel like it's all perfect. Yeah, and it's what I. DJing 12 years now, like, and I still don't feel like I've put in enough work. Right. You know what I mean? Of course. But I feel like just the being patient but persistent and motivated, you have to always want to be better at your craft, whether, you know, it's production, DJing, scratching, mixing, whatever. Yeah. You just have to put in the work and just be patient. Yeah. The time will come, you know, opportunities open up look at me i never I, that's why i said i i never once when i was younger thought i want to be on big boys neighborhood right. because why would that opportunity ever present itself <laughs> yeah you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like you said it, you know people take those jobs to their graves it's crazy right. Radio, like, like yeah, people love it so much you know you just always always have to be prepared and and just don't give up Right. That's that's really, I know it sounds yeah. cliche. No, that's a question I ask people sometimes. Like, has there been a time where you felt like you were going to quit, you know, and then you came back from it? Because that's happened to me too, and you, you already just mentioned it. So, yeah, yeah, it's like don't give up. You, If you have something, your goal in mind, and you feel like you can work towards it, oh, you know, yeah. keep pushing. Always. There, there will always be an opportunity. Yeah. There's enough for all of us to eat in this industry, even though I know it seems like it's an oversaturated and there's a yeah. bunch of DJs here and that, no, no, it's there's incredible. The amount I've learned through this podcast of the amount of working DJs that are doing so many things that I didn't even realize. It's amazing. The other thing too is be helpful. 
<laughs> like be kind, you know, because yes. like when I was coming up and even now, like, you know, there's a lot of just negativity and yeah. like people like gatekeeping, right. you know, gigs and, you know, it's just like, man, I thank God for Fuse. Fuse, I, not like he's the dopest DJ I know, but he's an even better human being. If it was like, if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be DJing right now. Right. And, oh, that's, that's and, and, and him alone, like it makes me want to help other DJs. Right. That, that's why like when, when a DJ hits me up and they're like, Hey, how do you do this scratch routine? Like what's it going to take for me to record a 30 second video and right. help them out? Yeah. Like, Oh, same. I try to reply to everybody and talk, you know, like, I can't believe you're writing back. I'm like, yo, I mean, we're all just here to yeah, help each other and you never know who's who and what's going to happen. You know, so. at the end of the day, we're one big like family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. all have to watch each other's backs. Look what happened during COVID. Right. When everything shut down, we got screwed. Like yeah. we were the first ones to lose work and who looked out for who? Right. The you know DJs. what I mean? Like, Amen. It was just, shout to Amen. Yeah, man. Shout to Amen. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember actually Amen. Uh, they did he like a little campaign. fund for DJs. Yeah. And he was right there, right right away. Yeah, man. And I remember there's people that. like that. You know what I mean? Like, That's how Fuse, Amen. People that you're associated with. You know yeah, that now? Like, good people that are also dope DJs. That's how it should be. Yeah. It, it, it should be, of course, like, you know, you're not, you're not going to get anything handed to you. But like, right, but but it's just, like what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, just be kind, be helpful. Like yeah. even just like some advice or, right, and it goes a long way. Yeah, it goes such a long way. Yeah, yeah, and you never know who's looking up to you and being inspired by you the way you were with Blakey's videos and with yeah. you know other people that you mentioned. Like it's. Uh, you never know what you're putting out into the world, how that's inspiring or affecting someone else too on the other end of the screen or. Yeah. Because that's how I was, you know, is, like yeah. listening to like Chris V. Right. He lives in Arizona yeah. and you know, I'm listening to him. I'm right. listening to, you know, like Jay Espinosa. He lives in the Bay. They don't live around me. They're not, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's still so, ins it, it inspired me to oh, yeah. push and be better. And that's why, you know, I try my best to, to help other DJs. Yeah. Because I know that feeling. I know that feeling of like, I want to be like these guys. How can I be like these guys? Right. Yeah. And then sometimes you meet those other DJs that you know have the thing. They're just not there yet, but they have that yeah, the yeah. right mindset and mm -hmm. the passion and the work ethic and the and the patience. Yeah. Think, all that. Got to have that. The impatient thing is a, a thing that can get people. <laughs> yeah. But it's all worth it in the end. Yeah. Like this, th this dream is, it's beautiful. And it, it, we get paid money to spin records. Right. And just like, come on. Yeah. And to party. And yeah. Like do things that we were doing in and our like house. Just yeah. party it up and like. And search you know, for music that we like and want to share with other yeah. people. <laughs> and honestly, like, I feel that there's no high, like, playing for a crowd and just man, like, being a puppet master. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just having full control of a crowd and it's so dope. Yeah. So, so dope. It's not worth giving up. Yeah. Not worth it. I know. I saw Shaq on a podcast and he was like, wonder why DJ, he's like, it's the closest, I closest thing I can do that comes close to the same feeling as game seven, you know? Yeah. And you're like, wow, for him to say that, that's nuts. So funny enough, I, I grew up loving wrestling. Okay. I loved wrestling. Yeah. And I never understood that feeling like when re when wrestlers would, you know, 
like when they would actually open up and not be like their character yeah, and be yeah. like, you know, I love this. I like, there's no better feeling like the rock says it all the time. Like there's no better feeling about like than being in the ring and yeah. the fans chanting your name and da, 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 da. right. Like I never understood that until I started DJing. Right. Like that feeling is just different to have a crowd that, that whatever you're doing, they're following you. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and you're speaking through music to each other in a way, yeah. you know, and speaking through the energy in the room That's, and stuff. You get to change people's moods. Yeah. You get to... And create know. memories forever for yeah. them, you know. That's what, like, music... I was talking to someone recently saying about music, food, chefs, you know, DJs, even actors and entertainment things, you know. Yes, people can say it's trivial, but really you're creating these memories for people forever. Yeah. And, like, think, all these special moments. Think about, like, weddings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like forever, the, yeah. the DJ does something dope. Like uh, what is it, Nick Spinelli? Yeah, right? he's killing it. Yeah, and like he, he does such such dope. Uh, you know, he does a uh, dope routines that yeah. I'm sure people go home and they're like, man, that was crazy, right? And they remember it's that almost forever. helping to advance like DJing culture within weddings where DJing culture had died off in a way. Yeah, it's DJing is beautiful. Yeah. And, we should all help each other. Yes. Not tear each other down. Yes, I agree. Totally. Well, that's a good good point to end on, I guess. Yeah, so, man. yo, DJ Quest, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me, brother. And, I appreciate uh, it. I'll tune in. Uh, in the m- I'll try to wake up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> You're not waking up. <laughs> Taking my kid to school. <laughs> You'll tune in for like the 20-minute ride and then I'll be like, I'm going back to sleep, <laughs> texting you. <laughs> Don't shout me out. I won't hear it. <laughs> yo, well, thank you for coming on. Congrats on everything. Keep pushing. Can't wait to uh, have you on again in a few years and hear about you playing at the festival your own remixes i could see after interviewing you now i can see the whole vision and the whole uh you know growth of dj quest so That's it's cool. only the beginning man yeah man no yeah. giving up here i'm gonna yeah. i'm shooting for it so dope dope love to hear it all right we'll see you soon peace all right thank you to dj quest for coming on i know you're tired so you go take a nap right now but uh congrats on everything so much fun getting to talk to you and get to know you better and hearing about all the stuff that you've done thus far in your short 28 year life so i'm sure you're gonna do a lot more so always great having the young guns that are killing it come on the show thank you to him thank you to you guys the beat sorcerers thank you to everyone listening uh rate and review the podcast please and tune in next week because the 20 podcast is produced by beat source join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to djs i'm dj spider signing off peace with DJ Spider.